This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast episode number 269. We are the Fight Disciples. This one is dedicated to the world of boxing. And if you have only just stumbled across it, you can subscribe via iTunes. Just look for Fight Disciples. And you can get all Android feeds on our website, fightdisciples.com. Uh, I think we'll start the show by talking about heavyweights. Why not, eh? Why spoil the trend uh, of a lifetime by talking about anything else other than heavyweights? For 24 hours, we were all having a little bit of a knockout, weren't we? Because one of our reputable sources came to us and he said, listen, lads, it's on. Wembley Stadium. Get your tickets booked. Get your hotels booked. Get your trains booked. Because Dillian White has decided to back down and do the deal. What a load of shit that fella's talking. I'd say something. Won't be using him again. Nope. Um, expecting uh, big baby Miller. To be announced at some point Which this is week. what we've been saying since this November, yeah. December. Yeah, well, I'm actually, uh, off the back of uh, the last 24 hours, I'm expecting Thunderlips to come out with Vince McMahon and maybe uh, them to announce something by Friday, doing doing something like that at WrestleMania. What do you reckon, eh? Um, Wasn't it the Royal Rumble at the weekend? I think it was the Royal Rumble last night. How would you know that? Because me fucking twisters are washed with fight sports journalists who also have got weird fantasies about wrestling mm. and the uh they comment on wrestling left right and center but mm. all this talk weird. all this talk about heavyweights and who's fighting who and who's doing what and who's wiping each other's ass i'm bored now yeah me too i'm absolutely bored to tears with it just announce something not interested anymore we know that you're not fighting wilder we know that you're not fighting fury get on with it and hopefully them two according to deontay wilder at the weekend because i saw him doing a couple of bits on television uh, they can iron out their uh, T's and C's and get their fight announced um, pretty soon. And hopefully they can do it in Vegas because I fancy a trip. Did you see uh, Deontay getting booed and heckled by the fans at the at the Thurman mm. fight? Mm. Weird. I saw his brother get bombed out as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so that's where we're at at this, uh, at this moment in time. Would you um, like to take a trip to New York to go and watch Anthony Joshua fight Big Baby Miller? Yeah. Would you? I suppose so. I'd rather go to right. I'd rather right, go to New York. No, I'd rather go to New York and watch. Well, hang on a minute. Ca- Amir Khan versus well, three. Terence Crawford. There's three, mate. So or Loma Crawler. There you go. Then right. So is it third on your list? Oh yeah, absolutely. The yeah. unification of the heavyweight division yeah. is third on your list. I know, but but Miller's a D level heavyweight. He's been, he's had hand picked opponents. He's got he's not fit to lace AJ's fucking gloves. Mm. I don't think he, he's fit to spar AJ. Never mind challenge for the title. So. It is what it is. It's a, it's an opportunity for AJ to be presented to the American audience so the Americans can go, hey, by the way, there's not just those two heavyweights, but there's this heavyweight and he's got all the belts as well and he's the world number one, just in case you didn't know. Mm. Just to remind everybody that he uh, that he actually exists again. But I think we all know it's a step down from Dillian White, never mind a step down from the other two. Mm. And as we've been saying on social media this week, which fair play to Eddie Hearn, he decided to get involved with the conversation, did yeah. he, talking about what was offered, who, what and where. It just seems to me... A lot of um, closing the doors after the horse has bolted type of situation, you know. Um, I understand that you don't... When, when, when you go and buy a car, for example, right, the the price that's on the forecourt, you're not paying that, are you? You know what I mean? You do a little bit of negotiation. You do a little bit of tie kicking. You do a little bit of chat. But you don't go in there and say, I'll give you a tenner for it when it's worth a few, few grand, do you? Because you're going to get laughed out of the showroom. You kind of have to go, if you really, really want something, with a sensible offer. 
Uh, and it just seems to me, from listening to Wilder's side, from Fury's side, from Joshua's side, from everybody's side that has been involved in the negotiations over the last God knows how long, that last September there was an opportunity to make a proper offer to Deontay Wilder to get that fight on. That didn't happen. And no. now Deontay Wilder's kind of... Um, Throws Eddie else. Well, yeah, he's, he's free. He's, well, he's decided not to answer his phone call. And therefore, you've got to kind of... I'm all right with him. I'm all right with Deontay Wilder doing that because if you mug him off once, he's not going to come back, is he? Yeah. Now, when I was speaking to Eddie this week, he was like, he's not even answering the phone. I've, I've messaged him. I've sent emails. It's just complete radio silence from them. So it is what it is. I was kind of like, well, you're getting to have to, you're going to have to eat a little bit of humble pie now, then, aren't you? Because they've had the amazing fight with Tyson Fury. People want to see the rematch over here, but in America as well. People are cram- clambering for it. It's made both Fury and Deontay Wilder more famous stateside than they ever were before. More famous than Anthony Joshua. Mm. Um, so it makes sense for Wilder to go at it again. Plus, as we talked about last week, whoever wins that fight then goes to the table with Anthony Joshua and says, either this is a 50-50 conversation or it's not a conversation at all. Whereas right now, I think if either pick up the phone, and obviously you know, we'd still want Tyson to pick up the phone, um, Neither of them are in a position to demand 50-50, in my opinion. Even though one's got the WBC belt and one is the, you know, the the uh, the champion in Emirates, in my opinion, because he's never been beat. Mm. But still, AJ is the one that pulls in the pulls in the big money, pulls in the eyeballs, puts bums on seats, and has got most of the belts. So he's in risk though now of having 12 months without having the best fight of the year because now. Miller in New York yeah. is one thing, right? So therefore, but, uh, Wilder and Fury go at it again. What if lose, Fury wins as well? Yeah, but what if Fury wins? Mm-hmm. Therefore. You would think there's a rematch clause in there from the WBC champion. Yeah. They probably have to go again. Unless there's an injury or something like that, you can't see Anthony Joshua getting in with either of those this year. Well, you know, I think we all expect Fury to win the rematch and we expect him to win on points. Um, I can't see him stopping Wilder because Wilder's got an insane chin with insane cardio. So you would expect it to go the distance. And if it does go the distance, there will always be that question mark of, oh, but he was dropped in such a round because Tyson does get caught and he can be put down, but he does get up. And I expect that to happen all over again. And as long as there's question marks around that fight, the third fight will happen because both those camps will like nothing better than making AJ sit out and keep mm. looking in. So and in the talk meantime- about it being 12 months, it could be as much as 18 months. Yes, yeah. in the meantime as well, AJ holding three belts has got mandatories to take care of them. Yeah. We know the IBF like to uh, call them left, right and centre and Kubrat Pulev sat there waiting, isn't he? Yeah, and he's no fucking mug, I'm telling no. you. No, so I'm thinking Absolutely that it's no going to be Miller and Pulev. Yeah. That's what I think is going to happen this year for Anthony Joshua. Miller then Pulev, which mm. leaves Dillian White absolutely out in the cold exactly. once and, again. And this is a conversation that me and you had on Saturday, that I think Dillian White, if he has been offered, and Eddie's told us that he's been offered £4 million plus for that fight, he's making a massive mistake. Even though he is WBO and WBC number one, and therefore if he is called as a mandatory, he will get a better purse split. That's, that, that, that is the risk that he's going to have to take, because take this now, fight in April get four, four and a half million quid, whatever he's getting, and the shot at all three of those belts, or wait it out. But waiting it out, there is no guaranteed timeline really, is there? No. Is it 12 months? Is it 18 months? I mean, look at the WBC. He's been there. He's been number one for two years. Yeah. He still hasn't been called. I know. In fact, he was overlooked. They went to the number two. And now he's been overlooked again because uh, of the, the rematch. of this rematch. So when when will he be called for a shot at, 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 the, top, at the top belts? That's like the million dollar question, isn't it? If you're it's a, it's a risk. Right now, it's... From Dillian, it's a risk if he decides... Yeah. Well, he has. it looks like he's deciding that he's not taking this fight. He's not interested, yeah. I think that was why it was so easy to believe yesterday when the, when talk came in that it was definitely going to be confirmed because you thought, yeah, because where else can Dillian go? Where else does, how else does Dillian get his world title fight? 
Is Dillian now is, is Dillian going to have to fight Luis Ortiz to keep busy? Is he going to maybe try and fight Pulev to keep busy? Brazil, risky tough fight. Well, Brazil's a joke, but risky tough fights. Those guys, you know what I mean? That Polish kid at the weekend, he looks like a tub of lard, but he can, he can obviously fucking punch like a freight train. He done something to Gerald Washington that no one's really done before, not that clinically. Mm. Uh, even though what, what you know, Washington is alongside that long list of American heavyweights below Wilder who are absolutely fucking shite. <laughs> to be totally honest. I know the kids, the Polish kid is American, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> there's that whole, there's that whole like collection of American heavyweights, mm. isn't there? Below Wilder, that uh, aren't suited lace uh, anyone's gloves. So there you go. If uh, on Sunday you're having a nice Sunday roast and you're getting a little bit giddy, I apologise for it. It ain't. It doesn't look like it's happening. It's looking like that we we're going back to what we were telling you from uh, November onwards. It's going to be Miller in New York, which we anticipate to be announced at some point this week because we just want it put into bed. Let's just put, let's get it all out. On, let's put all the cards on the table. Everything's out in the open, and then let's get all the abuse out the way because Anthony Joshua is going to get abuse. Yeah. For taking a Miller fight in New York, people are just going to go, what the fuck is that? That's what they're going to do. Yeah. Get it all out of the way, then go and take care of business and try your very best to get yourself back in the mix with Fury and Wilder. be interesting, though, to see because, you know, AJ's, since you know since he's been a champion, while he's travelled up and down the UK and the fans have gone with him, will he take a, a big fan base out to New York? Do you think he'll, he'll, no. do, he'll do well ticket-wise out there? Like no. I, I consider myself a fight fan first and foremost, and you've just offered it to me. And I ranked the third on trips to New York in the first couple, in the next couple of months that I would want to go to. I would rather go and see Lomachenko. I would much rather go and see Khan versus Crawford mm-hmm. than go and see fucking AJ. That, that's mad, isn't it? It's mad when you're the heavyweight champion it. of the world. You'd rather go and see two other fights rather, before him. Genuinely, hand on heart, I would much rather be in New York for Khan versus Crawford than AJ versus Miller, much more. Because Khan versus Crawford, while I think while I think they're both um, quite one-sided fights, I know Mr. Entertainment, Amir Khan, will put on a show. Mm. Whereas I think big baby Miller is just a blowout of AJ. A blowout. Mm. Um, speaking of mandatories and various things like that, other news that's been going on over uh, the last seven days, the WBO have ordered uh, Andrade versus uh, Billy Joe Saunders. Um, don't expect fireworks with this fight. Don't expect it to happen either. <laughs> Seriously, don't expect that fight to happen. We're talking about Billy Joe Saunders here. It ain't going to happen. I just don't believe it's going to happen. How does he get his shot then? How does he get his belt back? I don't know. I don't know. Does he? Get, is he even going to? Is he even going to get back down to middleweight? Last time I seen him, he was a cruiserweight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, mm. I don't know. Well, they called it. Billy if he Joe's, does anything, could happen with Billy Joe Saunders. So fucking who knows? What's Boo Boo's situation right now? Is he tied in with Matchroom USA? Is yeah, he tied into yeah. the zone? Yeah, yeah. Because last I heard, Billy Joe was tied in, tied into Frank Warren and BT Sport yeah. and MTK. So it's not a... I, I know it's a mandatory situ- situation, so go, eventually we'll go to pace bids yeah. or whatever, but, you know, I don't know. It's happened before, and, and, and BT Sport and Frank got outbid, and the zone have got this fucking, you know, chest of money that just seems endless this yeah, bottomless think, pit of cash I think that's what will happen will they be happy to I think see if him it go does, and fight on Sky Sports again if it goes to purse bids I think it will go to Dazon I think because they want to keep him over in the States doing his thing keep Andre they, over champ. there yeah yeah don't get me wrong I think Billy Joel happily travel and he'll go wherever the money is he couldn't give two fucks but once again one of Frank and BT Sports star signings 
you know, there was the, the golden three, really, wasn't it? Before the emergence of Josh Warrington, the golden three were Tyson, Billy Joe, and Carl Frampton. Yep. Now, Warrington's kind of replaced Frampton. Obviously, Tyson's gone to the top of the tree, but we ain't going to see him in the UK anytime soon because of the rematch with Wilder. And now you're talking about the other golden child for all his problems. Billy Joe Saunders going back over to the US and fighting on another network again. It's not great mm. for the investment that Frank Warren and BT Sport have made into the sport again this year. You know, they, they've got... They've got expectations to have all these big pay-per-view events in the UK. That's why they've set the market mm. up. And once again, they're big, they're stars going over to the US. So it would not surprise me if they threw a bag of money at a different champion or went in a different direction. And it may not be at middleweight. Mm. I think we could see Billy Joe move up to super middle mm. and see opportunities there. If this fight does happen, though, don't expect fireworks. No. It's the ultimate chess match, isn't it? It's a chess it? match, yeah. Mm. yeah. And that, maybe that's why secretly I don't really envisage it or want it to happen. Maybe that's just me brain talking me out of it. Uh, on the undercard of uh, Eubank Jr. versus uh, DeGale, George Joyce is getting a little bit of a knock uh, with Bermain Stavern. Again, Stavern is, is, is a weird one. Every time I've watched him recently, well, I say every time I've watched him recently, he's not been in the ring recently, has he? Um, but every time I have seen him, he's just like... When you've got that black and white VHS out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he can't be arsed. He doesn't, I mean, if you're getting a world title shot against uh, Deontay Wilder and the first fight you ended up going 12 rounds with him, you'd think to yourself, right, he's going to be pumped up for the second fight. And he turned up out of shape and just thinking to himself, obviously he's taking a few quid and got blown out within a round. Cheddar Ching, I'm getting paid. Mm. Uh, so I'm not anticipating uh, Bermain Stavern to be pumped up uh, to take on uh, Mexican Joe, the juggernauts, but I'm expecting Mexican Joe to be pumped up, and I reckon he's going to get rid of him quite quickly, actually. Um, it's, listen, it's a nice name to have on your uh, resume, isn't it? People recognise Bermain Stavern as a world title challenger. They've got him there, and if uh, Joe Joyce goes through him, um, even before he's made his 10th professional fight, you think to yeah. yourself, Joe's got well on his way to uh, doing something quite big. Listen, I get it. From Team Juggernaut's point of view, it's a fucking great fight for you. Eighth fight to be fighting a former world title contender, multiple-time world title contender, and some with the resume of Stavane. That's fucking legit. But when you dig a little deeper, one fight in three years or whatever it is, he just hasn't been active enough. Last One, one round in three one years. One round in three years. And he got blown Jesus out. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> so it's... An, Oh shit! Yeah, because that was his, that was like his comeback, wasn't it? Yeah, the wild like fight. Two years out. Yeah, he got blown out. Back, got blown out by a Wilder. So comes back two years later. I expect I expect Joe Joyce to absolutely blow him away. We love Joe on this show, as you know. We love him. Mm. He's the main man. And you, um, what's going on? And the, the what's week, going on, Joe? At the weekend, we were talking to it. Crawler um, on a different radio show that we were doing, and obviously the WBA now have uh, have given him the thumbs up. It were interesting listening to. Um, to how he thinks this might play out because he thinks it might be the second half of the year that he gets an opportunity to fight Lomachenko because Lomachenko's got his eyes on uh, this weekend, for example, Comney, who is fighting this weekend. I anticipate him to come through that. If he does come through that, he becomes the IBF champion and obviously Loma has expressed on this show on many occasions that he would uh, like to unify the division and there's an opportunity uh, for them two to get that on. So maybe that one first and then Crawler in the in the autumn of yeah. the of uh, of this year, but it's on the WBA have uh, have gone. Crawler's your man. He's uh, he's mandated yeah. as the, as 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 Lomachenko's uh, opponent. Barry from Twitter's absolutely fuming, isn't he? Fuck Barry from Barnsley. Um, the amazing thing is that means that you know all being well with Lomachenko coming through against the Kami Chanaev winner. Um, it just means that Lomachenko will be the. Is it WBA and IBF world champions? Is he WBO at the moment or WBA? No, WBA and IBF, yeah. So, to have both belts. Oh, hang on, no. He took uh, a unified against Pedraza. Yeah, he is. 
He's got three. So Mikey Garcia's got the other one, yeah. Amazing. So, you know, Crawler gets the opportunity, and fuck you, Barry from Barnsley. If you don't like it, I couldn't really care less. Anthony Crawler's earned the right. The WBA, the WBO, and the IBF world titles all on the same night against the liver legend in Lomachenko as well. Mate, that's the fucking stuff dreams are absolutely made of. Mm. Um, British fight fans, you might have to travel for that one. I think Anthony yeah. Crawler is going We're going to that. Yeah, Anthony Crawler's earned the right to travel. No question about it. He's would, served his time, I man. I would much rather travel to watch. And again... People will say on paper, and you know, it's a it's a very one sided yeah. fight. This time against the Brit as well, once again. Maybe it's maybe it's the sick sick person in me then that would rather travel to see a Brit up against it, the old rousing underdog, than go out there and watch and watch Anthony Joshua. Um, knock over a, a tin massive can. Fail, fa- favorite knock over at a well, he's not really a tin can, is he? He's more a barrel of a Just barrel, a barrel. Of gravy. <laughs> <laughs> I would much rather go for Lomachenko versus Crawler. Um, and Khan versus Crawford and AJ. Mm. Um, obviously, at the weekend, Thurman was back in action. Some creative scoring in that fight, weren't there? Weird, absolutely weird. Well, did you score it? Did I, you did you score it? Did you sit and watch it and, and properly score it? Well, I watched it and then I went back and scored it because I didn't know the uh, I didn't know the score. You didn't know it was controversial. Yeah, so then I went back and scored it, and I think I had it one sixteen, one eleven, something like that. Yeah, I had it by three, like, you know. I had it a bit wider, I've seen a couple of fight disciples saying they had it by one or two. I had it a bit more convincing with that, especially with the knockdown. So early I've seen, on in I've the seen fight. a few um, guys wrong, in America. I thought, yeah, that I, thought thought Lopez, I thought Lopez come on, come on strong, and obviously had a couple of good rounds. But How many rounds do you reckon he had? Decent ones. Because I reckon seven and nine were his strongest, and yeah. everything else were nip and tuck. Yeah. Seven? Well, he won seven, obviously. Well, seven is an argument for a 10 8, mate. He battered yeah, him, didn't yeah, he? Absolutely battered him, yeah. But then Thurman was constantly moving backwards. There was no point where you thought, like, oh, he's fucked here. He was smiling through every shot he was taking. But just goes to show, like, you know, you have a couple of years out, even if you've got the ability of Keith Thurman, you have a couple of years out, mm. catches up with you. Because you the fight's not in your legs. You haven't got it in your legs to get through the 12 rounds. And early on, he looks sensational. You know, that little step back, check, check left, up, put knock down. down. Oh, mate, that was like, fucking come on. He's back. But, uh... But down the stretch, you thought, now you're struggling. <laughs> now you're in trouble. Mm. And he had heavy legs. So I'd probably give Lopez four or five rounds, I'll be honest with you, throughout the fight. But it was never it was never close. Like, But how how one judge scored <laughs> it as a draw, I've got fucking absolutely you've got, you've no idea. You've got geezer who's in the same arena as you, right? He sat on the other side of the ring and he's seen it by eight rounds. And then the geezer across the way has got it up at 113 apiece. Unbelievable. Just weird. It's... I get sometimes why judges have it slightly different because different angles, you yeah, see different things and you, just, not eight you appreciate different things. <laughs> eight, eight, eight rounds. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? It's absolutely mad. Mm. You just got to think you've got to go in there with this preordained idea of what's going to happen mm. instead of going in there with a clear mind just to go, okay, round one, who's going to win this? And then know? at the end of round one, stop. Yeah. Round Let's two. Let's start fresh now. Let's go yeah. again. Weird. Weird. But listen, the, the right man won, obviously. And where, where does he rank now? Well, to wait, obviously, he can't throw him back up to the top no. where he was before he got injured. No, but no, no. Where, where would you put him in the mix? Because well, this even, welterweight division is fucking redonkulous now. Even two years ago, when he were absolutely flying before injuries, I would still, based on that, based on that Thurman that I know from then, I would still have Terence Crawford as the main man in this division. However, you can't make that judgment off. The weekend. People, I saw loads on social media at the weekend going, oh, he's not the same fighter, he's this, that, he's washed. Listen, the guy's been out for two years, as, yeah, you, as Nick's just been saying there. He's been out for two years. It's going to take him a little bit to get get rid of that rust. 
you know, he might have to have two or three fights this year before we even see him getting in with the boys in 2020 or something like that, that, you know? Get him in with Pacquiao next. Do you reckon? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Once this Pacquiao-Mayweather bullshit goes to get put to bed and we move, actually move Is that forward. just because you want to get rid of the WBA regular belt? Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's the only reason. Get in, son. What's wrong with that? Yeah, fair enough. Manny's, um, Manny's a paper champion right now. Okay. His legacy doesn't demands a little bit more than that. So I would love to see Thurman versus versus Pacquiao next. Definitely in the summer. I think that'd be amazing. Mm. Whether Team Pacquiao would take it, I highly doubt it. But Who's your man in welterweight? Um, well, you can't look past me old mate Tub, can you? <laughs> <laughs> Bud Crawford, of course. You know, you, you can't look past them at Listen, the moment. But Errol Spencer's day, fucking legit. Yeah, but the thing is, Garcia might be the man. We don't know what he's yeah. going to be like at 147. Yeah, true, yeah. True. Imagine if Garcia comes in and puts a clinic on uh, Errol Spence and beats him up. Yeah. I wish he'd well, he's well capable of doing, because he's, he's got the talent. It's just whether he's got the size, that's it's all. whether he's big enough, yeah. That's fucking mouth-watering, isn't it? But then Shaw Porter's world champion and looking better than ever as well, so... Mm. And Pacquiao was back in the mix, and there's some amazing fights hey, that we made. I mean, Khan's coming, son. He's coming. I mean, he's coming, yeah. yeah. Hey, this Spanish kid, the European champion's no joke as well, Cayman. Cayman Laranja, whatever his name is. Laranja. Laranja. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's no fucking joke, mate, I'm telling you. He's, he's, te- he's, he's taking a- on your old pal, isn't he? He's taking on uh, David. David. David Aventian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a couple of weeks, yeah. It's a tough fight, though. That's an interesting chat between uh, David Eventian's team and uh, Josh Kelly's team, isn't it? I know. Well, I got the popcorn out with that last week. I was like, oh, shit. Mm. Some of the, I love them Twitter wars sometimes where you're like, it's like you're a little naughty voyeur, isn't it? Because yeah, you're yeah. just having a little look in. You're not commenting. Yeah. You're not liking anything because you don't want to take sides, but you're having a good little look on. Go on. Here's the truth here coming out. But, uh if there's a lot going on there, you know, from what I'm hearing. Like, I, I spoke to a couple of people about it as well who are close to it all. Um, not to mention any names, but I've heard there's fucking an awful lot going on. Like, Neil Marsh, obviously, who, look, who looks after events, he looks after Robbie Davis, a couple of other boxers up in the Northwest. Um, he's really been going he's, at he's Josh, pissed, Josh well, both battles. It, like, yeah, he's they're pissed off. off because, you know, Josh, we all seen it. He pulled out with 24 hours to go. And whether that was truly because Josh was sick, and, you know, we've got really got no reason to doubt him, but the pattern of that week, he didn't look sick. He didn't he didn't look like he was going to have to pull out of a fight. So then to pull out with 24 hours notice, you kind of thought, is this because Aventian's turned up and looks the business and has taken this and shit seriously? And, and he's upset that you've actually, that he feels a little bit patronised that he's in with someone like Josh Kelly when he's yeah. a former world champion. Yeah, exactly. So um, there's all that's gone on, but then there's a lot of talk, you know, in that Twitter beef where it's like, we offered the fight, you said no, you said no, we said this, we said that. It's a load of bullshit, really, but it's nice to have a little look in because it's it's, it's interesting that team events have gone, do you know what then? Fuck you, Josh Kelly, we mm. don't need you. Now we're going to fight for the European title. Mm. Problem is, you jump out of the frying pan into the fire because... He's proper. Cayman is no joke, mate. He's Absolutely the guy, no for joke those that at all. One, uh, who don't know too much about Cayman Lohanka, he's the guy that fought uh, Frankie Gavin um, last time out. We were talking about him quite a lot. He's the kid that's out of Spain, European champion, strong as fuck, isn't he? Absolutely yeah. wax like a trend. So it's going to be interesting to see how him against a former world champion goes. Yeah, well, he slept Bradley Skeet, didn't need to take that European title. Absolutely slept him and then... Anyone that watched the Gavin fight, Frankie was doing what that Frankie does for two or three rounds. Well, well. thinking, oh, he looks great here. And then, um, you know, the little battle in Spaniard just step it up and absolutely smashed into bits. So, mm. um, Neventian's got a tough fight. I think that's March 30th, end of March. Yeah, I think you're right there. In, 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 in Spain. I mean, it's happening in Spain at the moment. There's a weird boxing 
revival in Spain. Cheeseman, this will come on weekends, taking on a Spaniard as mm. well. So Undefeated. Yeah, man. I tell you what, they're having a little bit of a... Uh, the old Catalans. They're all having a go. Oof, tell you what, mm. it's happening. I blame Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Nick's got a complaint um, regarding uh, the television at the weekend that Jaime Munguia wasn't actually on your TV set systems. I was fuming when I went to come and say, did you watch Munguia this morning? Did you, did you see it? And you're like, yeah, I fucking did. Yeah. Like, wait, wait, you didn't send me the stream. Because you know why? It's 2019. Why the fuck am I streaming shit? Why the fuck am I having to dig around for stuff? Just put it on me telly. I've got fucking hundreds of channels, streaming channels, everything. Why am I having to go onto some dodgy Russian website to stream it? Mm. Like porn? Mm. Just give it to me. In fact, I don't even need to stream porn anymore. It's on my phone. Just click an app. <laughs> Boop. Titties for all. It's done. Why isn't there? Titties for all. You're not on titties for all? No, I'm not on titties for it's all. Class. Is it bang on? The, honestly, you have just now, you should be in shares because everybody listening to this is going to go on titties for all. They're 100% they're searching for titties for all now. I really hope there is an app called titties for all. Oh, it's all. not called titties for all. <laughs> that would be amazing if there was an app called titties for all. The ultimate promo. Titties for all, our new sponsor. <laughs> Get on titties for all. You're actually searching for it. To Just in case there is an app called titties for all. <laughs> titties, spelt with, spelt with double Ds rather than Ts. T-I-D-D-I-E-S. Titties. <laughs> Get on the titties. <laughs> Oh man! I tell you what, do you watch? There's, that? there's nothing on at the moment, but believe you me, by the time this podcast gets released, I'm registering a name. Titties, titties for all. all. <laughs> do you watch that um, uh, SAS EU does survival thing? I, I have. This isn't a this isn't a spoiler, is it? Because I didn't watch it last well, night. Well, I'm going to give you a little bit on last night's show just for a crack, right? Because obviously they make them. It's boys and girls that are involved in that show. Yeah. For yeah. those that don't know, it's a uh, proper SAS m- Marines and all that type of carry on, and they put them. But general public, people yeah. in the general public through a, a Marine Corps. And uh, the, there were, there's lads in it and there's women involved in it this time. Yeah. And they basically treat the women exactly how they treat the men, right? So therefore, they made you, them box each other, didn't they, week two? Yeah, they made them kick shit out of each other and all sorts of stuff. So it, yeah, there's a scene last night where they're in a, a frozen lake. Okay. They've then got to get changed on the side of the lake. And there's no like... There's no warm tent or... No warm tent or anything like that. There's none of this fucking girls get to hide behind the blanket and all this type of stuff. You get changed. Yeah. Right? There's a scene where one of the lasses whips the top off and obviously her uh, titties are out everywhere, yeah? And I'm on social media just... <laughs> How excited you are. No, no, no. I'm on social media because there's a scene in it. I won't reveal the scene. Titties! No, there's, there's a really heartbreaking scene where one of the guys is talking about his life, right? Because it's so cold. No, no, no. No, something totally different. It's not related to it, but he's talking... I don't want to give it away because it's a a cracking scene. And he's talking about this particular moment of his life. So I'm looking to see what people are saying about that. Mm -hmm. But the whole fucking hashtag, the whole feed, is basically this last... And everybody's going, Way, titties! Titties! Titties on a Sunday night! (laughs) I'm like going, fucking hell. Lads. Lads are all over it. Yeah, titties! Look at fucking nips on that! <laughs> Smuggled oh, bullets. Look at the bullets there, lads. Oh, embarrassing. I'm like, okay, oh, no. boys, 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 boys. <clears throat> no, missed it last night. The reason why, just to digress, have you seen yet the Bros documentary? Yeah, it's mega. Oh, my God. It, how good is it? I, it with, I watched it with a bottle of wine last night. I sw- at one point, I was crying so much, <laughs> I slipped off the couch. I was lying on the living room floor. <laughs> Pissing myself he's full, laughing. He's gone full on David Brent, hasn't it? It's fucking tremendous. But he's serious. He's yeah. not fucking about it. It's oh, serious. Mate, it was absolutely... It was like Spinal Tap come to life. 
the updated version. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. What was the line that killed me? Oh my God, the line that killed me. <laughs> I don't even think I can say it without dying. Go on. <laughs> he says, and he's deadpan looking at the camera. He goes, because of Stevie Wonder, I'm not superstitious. <laughs> It is good. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's on the BBC iPlayer or whatever. I'm, I'm sure you can get it wherever you are if you're in the States. Or, you've got to get it, even if you're not into Bross. Like, I was never into Bross. I'm sure Adam was, but yeah, I wasn't into Bross. But the documentary is fucking unreal. Absolutely unreal. Brilliant. It's not supposed to be comedy, but it's comedy. Oh, it's gold. It's absolutely gold. It's just two men. Who Twins. Spent, Twins. Yeah, yeah. Who had a pop sensation in the 90s and then they've gone their separate ways and they've literally spent the last 25 years, they've spent their fortunes on psychiatric help <laughs> because all they do is communicate through like a, a, a way a shrink would teach you how to communicate. Yeah. I just need to tell you about what my inner feeling, all that shit. Oh man, I was crying. Thanks to Stevie Wonder. I'm, I'm not, not superstitious. superstitious. Fucking brilliant. Anyway, brilliant. TV. You're upset about Mungia not being yeah. on the telly. Upset about streaming, streaming titties for all. Titties! We'll, get, we'll get you back on track. Go on. Yeah, yeah I was fuming because obviously um, I want to keep track of Mungia's career. You know, after after the win that he's had against the against Beefy, and you know he's on a bit of a tear, and there's a lot to talk about him fighting Canelo and moving up a weight and everything else. And um, Anue was a test of sorts, but you know we expect him to yeah. blow him out and and whatever else. So I ended up just catching like a highlights package put out. Um, must have been by whoever did goal. It was Golden Boy, wasn't it? So it might have been a Dazon highlights package you'd seen. Mm. Um, obviously, I read a couple of reports on it and stuff. But from what I from what I seen, I wasn't really that impressed either. No, and it's I don't know whether this is he's hitable, isn't he? Yeah, I can't put it down. This is what Beefy was telling me this week. You know, when I was in Liverpool this week, and we were chatting and stuff, and then off cam, you know, he was, off microphone, he, I, he was like, "I really want that Mungia fight back." He went looking back. The fact I was out for so long and so inactive, like seven, eight months, whatever it was, before he had that fight with Mungia, he was like, there was, there was, I could see things, but I just wasn't able to react to it. And I was like, fuck. In hindsight, looking back, I'm like, if, if that would have been me on point, I'd have made them pay so many times. And I'm convinced they'd have beaten them. Well, and now after seeing them highlights and reading reports, I'm like, maybe Beefy's absolutely right here. I think he is. Well, my, my take on it is, I can't decide whether he's, he's very, very raw or whether he just doesn't respect the opponent. Mm. Because he, walk, he he comes down with his hands very, very low, and he and he takes a lot. Like, he knew it, whacked him, overhand right, constantly. Constantly going in over the top, bang, and it will land him right on the whiskers. But it wasn't affecting him. No. Didn't hurt him, didn't wobble him or anything like that. He just kept walking forward, and I'm thinking, right, he must have felt a couple of them, and he must just be thinking to himself, he must be. Because your natural instinct is, if, it, if someone keeps landing the same shot on you, you are then... I'm going to counterattack that, aren't you? You're going to say, right, okay, I'll hold my left hand up a little bit more, I'll move a little bit different, I'll give a bit more head movement, whatever it may be. He just wasn't doing it. So maybe he got caught and he thought to himself, is that it? He's absolutely caught me clean as foot there. Nothing's happened. I'll just keep walking down and then I can... Because he's, he's phenomenal with his body shots. He's, he's, his use of body shots are absolutely tremendous. So I don't know where he's at. He's only a young kid, and he's only 22, 23 years of age. Yep. He's obviously still learning the game. So I can't decide whether it is because he's really raw and he's still learning or he just doesn't give a shit. I don't know what it is. Either way, it's exciting because like you just said there, and obviously I know Beefy's said that to you uh, this week, 
there'll be other guys at 154 pounds looking at him going, I could take him out. Take him now. Yeah, he can be hit and he won't be able to take my power. Mm. And that'll be the difference. But he's supposed to be the next Mexican superstar. Yeah, he, from, from, what I, from the bits I'd seen and from what I've read and from what you're telling me, putting him in with Canelo now would be a disaster. Oh, a massive disaster. A disaster. Because from what I've seen, it doesn't look anything, anything like what Canelo... He's got a good jab. He's got, mm. probably got a better jab. That's about it. And Canelo's just better everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At this moment in time, and certainly when Canelo was this age He's still age only well. a baby, though, isn't he? He is only a baby, yeah. He is only a baby. But maybe maybe Beefy's right. Maybe the rest of the Super Welters are right. This is the time to get him now. Mm. Get him now before he, polishes he up. does polish up. Yeah, mm. exactly. I see that Kanzu became a world champion on the undercard as well. Mm. Um, is he Chinese, that kid? Mm. I think he's Chinese, but he's got like two knockouts in all his wins. He's a, you know, if you're someone like Josh Warrington now, you think, fucking hell, I can double up on my world titles here. <laughs> <laughs> Double, up. Double up I was texting Jordan Gill last night And I was like Who are we looking at son Because me and Jordan Are having a little look around At the moment As you can imagine oh, yeah, You're pointing him In the right direction Yeah. Well he's got this fight In Peterborough hasn't he Yeah I think that's going to be An international belt um, So it'll be, a, it'll be a foreign opponent Obviously um, Waiting for the Things to die down At Featherweight But there's loads of Amazing fights out there For Jordan Gill Over the next couple of years So We're just having a little Look around at the moment I was texting him about uh, King Tug yeah, obviously, because King Tug was on the thingy on the card, wasn't he? The um... Thurman. Thurman. <laughs> what happened there? You looked like you. He looked like you meant blank there. Well, it looked like your brain was buffering. <laughs> <laughs> I could see your eyes going like that. <laughs> I'm going. Is he going to say it? Or do you want me to jump in? What do you, what do you want to do? It's my fault because I've looked down at me GoDaddy account and I'm waiting to see if titties for all is registered. I'm like, come on, take me money. I want titties for all. But uh, yeah, King Tug was on the undercard, yeah. so we were t- I was texting him back and forward to see what his take was on mm. King Tug's performance. But a little bit disappointed with King Tug. I've got to didn't be honest. Did take him out, did he? Because I noticed nah. that you whacked up on fourth round, did you, or something like that? Is yeah, that we talked about it, didn't we, on last week's show for my William Hill bets for, for last week. Mm. Uh, there was no no decent MMA, so it was more of a focus on boxing, and William Hill will not be beat on in round betting. Nice touch. Um, so I, I picked rounds, didn't I? I went Thurman in nine, and I went uh, King Tug in four. I also had, but I, I couldn't get the bet on uh, in time. I also had Mungui in six, so mm. my boxing betting was well off. I picked all the right winners, but obviously they all went the distance rather than stopping the fights early. But King Tug, I was super excited about watching him nigh and bar just because of the reputation he's got. And as I say, he was close to being my one to watch for 2019. But uh, I don't know whether it was just because Moreno was a, a, a tricky South Pony. Moreno is, let's be honest, a bit of a gatekeeper to a world title fight in the featherweight division. But um, for me, King Tug just, it's, it's just, it reminds me of that saying about he who hesitates masturbates. <laughs> and King Tug, he's just got that slight bit of hesitation in him. And I don't know whether it was because Moreno was a, tri- a bit of a, quite a rangy southpaw or what, but he just didn't seem to roll the dice mm. at any point in time. Which for the knockout puncher, getting this kind of opportunity and this kind of uh, TV exposure was surprising, but... You know, he definitely can't sleep on the kid, but I just, I, I, listen, I'd have bet my mortgage on a knockout there, but anyway. Mm. Um, well, we're going to see what you think on the on the fights this week. Let's look ahead to, uh, we'll go international first, shall we? Um, because Sergei Kovalev's back in action this weekend. It's the rematch we uh, Alvarez. Uh, and you would think to yourself that Kovalev is fighting for his career this weekend, isn't One it? One million percent, yeah. One million percent. Alvarez absolutely smoked them, didn't he, last time? So, mm. what did he drop him three times yeah. before the stoppage came in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just knocked fuck out of him. So, <laughs> knocked fuck out of him. And the thing with Alvarez is, he's not really. It's not like he's. 
It's not like he's Superman. You know? I want you to start writing articles like this. That's what I want. I want these to pop up in like newspapers going, yeah, he fucking knocked the fuck out of him. I know, Jesus. It's bad, isn't it? Um, but it's not like Alvarez is a, a, a knock, you know, a known no, to be a knockout the, puncher, that, a savage puncher. That victory for Alvarez was a surprise to me. But I every time Kovalev he clipped Kovalev, through. Joe, yeah. he wobbled him everywhere. Kovalev, Kovalev did look shot. Mm. Um, but I'm hearing good things from the camp. I know Kaf- I read something with Kathy Duver who said that, you know, they've really gone back to the drawing board with Kovalev. And- Has he gone like wrestling birds and stuff, well, like, they- like, chopping down trees and stuff? I-, I think they were just preparing them for like six rounds. They expected them to blow people out. And when it doesn't happen in six rounds, yeah. he runs out of gas. So they- they're saying this week that there's 12 rounds in the tank if he needs it. Just box him. Yeah, exactly. Supreme boxer. I know that exactly. he's the crusher and he whacks people. He's an he... amazing boxer. Exactly. Totally he's undervalued as a boxer. Exactly. You know, he's only ever been outboxed once, and that was because it was against the modern great. Mm. So, if Kovalev switched on, this is a, this is a, an easy fight for him. Mm. But tell you what, Alvarez, these 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 fucking Colombian kids or whatever based out of Canada, is this like this weird trend? There? Is he Colombian? I think he is, isn't he? He'll be bouncing um, into this with a ton of confidence. Oh man, he's, he's he's knocked him out once before. His tail's right up. He's undefeated anyway. He's the world champion. He's tasted what it likes what's beat a world champion. He will be a hundred percent this mm. weekend. Kovalev needs to be a hundred percent this weekend, or he's getting retired. Mm. That is the WBO light heavyweight championship on the line. There, we've also I mentioned it a little early on because Lomachenko's got his eyes on this fight. Won't be surprised if he's ringside actually. Komi versus Chagy, uh, Chaniev uh, for the IBF. It's a vacant title at lightweight, hundred percent. I'll put me. Well, this is going to come back and bite me in the backside now, isn't it? Hundred percent. I'll put my mortgage on Komi to win that. Um, he's an absolute ferocious puncher. At this weight, this kid. Okay, he's unta- He's really untested. He hasn't really been up against anything that you would class as world elite level. Um, but with this being a vacant title, I, I fully anticipate him coming through this and then hopefully they can make uh, the Lomachenko fight a little later on this year. Yeah, I like. Uh, I definitely like Ch- Kami in this fight myself. Um, Chaniev's a good little mover, but he just hasn't got the power to put him off. And I think once... Uh, once uh, Commie starts landing, mm. it's uh, it's only going to end one way. Mm. Have you noticed my boy's out this weekend? I thought we'd get on to him. Has Mrs. Lopez been on to us yeah, this week, has she? Yeah, yeah. Jenny. Jenny from the block. She's been on. She's been having a little bit of a chinwag saying, lads, keep your eyes out open uh, because you know what the boy's like. Blink and you'll miss it. He he's not going to need the shower this weekend. He is in rip-roaring form. He's going to go through Magdalena like a dose of salts or as uh, Derek Chisora would say, like a laxative through Dillian White. That's what exactly what is going to happen this weekend. <laughs> See you, Fimo Lopez, baby. Get ready for uh, some of them Fortnite celebrations, a few backflips, a few uh, uh, loser leg wobbles, you name it. He's got the lot, and he'll do the business this weekend. Watch him get chin now. <laughs> <laughs> British fight fans will probably know Magdalano from when he got smoked by Teddy Flanagan. Uh, back when we thought, oh, shit, Teddy Flanagan's going to be a superstar. Um and then he don't think he's, he's stopped anyone since then and lost a couple mm. as well. So uh, I think that was probably Terry Flanagan's best night, wasn't it? The Manche- was it Manchester Arena? I think it's always, it was. It's always at Manchester Arena yeah, with yeah. Ted. Yeah, but it is. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, he won the title at Manchester Arena. I think that was the same night Beefy won the world title as well. Uh, anyway, that was when that was when we'd seen Magdalena. The fact he got blew away in two rounds by, by uh, Tabo Terry. Uh, makes me think that Timofimo Lopez is going to pounce on him this weekend. But then again, that was the only time Magdalano has been stopped in yeah, 33 fights. So it is, yeah. he's no mug. Um, but having said that, though, last time out Timofimo, right? Um, the opponent that he was fighting just before Christmas, that's another guy that hadn't been smoked before and he got smoked in the first yep. round, didn't he? Yep. This, kid's, this kid is an animal. He's an absolute beast. 
I wouldn't be surprised if we get another highlight reel knockout this weekend. Yeah, I, I expect so. Just because <clears throat> the thing with Lopez is that he's got that young exuberance about him, hasn't he? He just doesn't respect anybody. And shit. he'll look at Magdalena and be like, I'm just going to fucking destroy you. And his fitness is at such a level and his his power's at such a level that he can he can afford to take chances because... He can hit you with six shots before mm. you even got into the fight. And I think he'll pounce on Magdalano, even though this is set for the 10-round. I think it's for the NEBF belt. Mm. Um, I, I don't expect uh, Magdalano to the third round, to be honest. Mm. Regarding our Willie Mill in-round betting, I know we're going to do the O2 show in a moment or two, but is there anything that's standing out there that you want to stick on? I, I definitely want to do Lopez uh, third round knockout, as I say. Tiafimo? Tiafimo Lopez, yeah. Get in there. You'll probably get that at 16-1. to one. It's not out on the uh, on uh, Willie 16 Mill. 16-1? to one. For a third round knockout? Yeah. You're picking the exact round, yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'll take that all day. Is that up? No, it's not up yet. That's what, If you let all me right. finish what I'm saying, it's Sorry. not up yet. I said you probably will get in it around that particular time. Any, anything take that between all 10 and 16, right? If you, if you can get rounds two, three, and four with Lopez, two and female Lopez this weekend, yeah, but now you Paul over. Yeah, but now you're group round betting. No, I'm, I'm going to do round three. I'm just saying if you, you can get two, okay. three or four, that's where the good okay. money is. All right. And definitely go for Commie uh, for the stoppage as well. I'm going to yeah. go Richard Commie. How uh, far in? Probably a late stoppage. Okay. Probably around nine, nine, 10, 11, yeah. All Maybe right. do round 10. I'll have a look at the odds later this week, and I'll do what I did this week. I'll bang them up on my social media on Friday um, when the odds get get released by William Hill. But I'm going to do Commie by stoppage, yeah. and I'm going to do uh, Teofimo Lopez third round stoppage. So the William Hill ones, by the way, will not be beaten for in-round betting. Yeah. I, I, reckon... I, I think Kovalev wins on points. That's what I thought you yeah. were going to say. I think Kovalev's going to come back and outbox Alvarez and win on points and and, and not get caught this time and uh, not do anything crazy because you know his whole career is on the line. But I don't think the odds will be as good as no. Lopez stoppage, Commie stoppage. So I'm going to go with those two. With specific rounds. Right, yeah. okay. Keep an eye on Nick's uh, social media that... Uh, this week, if you fancy a little bit of a flutter on those. Um, it's the first one in the UK this weekend. Otto Arena is the destination. Let's be honest. It's not the greatest card in the world. Nope. There's a couple of nice little names on there. It'd be interesting to see how they're getting on, but I don't think uh, you're going to be on the edge of the seat watching those fights until you get to the main event. The main event is actually quite nice. Uh, Ted Cheeseman, you know what um, he brings to the table. Energy, high energy, come forward fighter. He's taking on uh, a Spanish kid in Garcia, who is the European champion. Undefeated, a very talented boxer. I think the styles might gel quite nicely. Um, and I think that you might get something that entertains you a little bit. I think he's got, I think he's up against it, Ted Cheeseman, this weekend. I'm going to be really, really re- honest too. with you, mate. I think he's got a proper channel the ghost of uh, Costa Zoo a little bit here, mate. He's got to really get amongst it early doors and give this kid something to think about. Because if he lets Garcia get into any rhythm, I think this fight could get away from him. Yeah, me too. And, uh, you know, the, the big concern, of course, is last week he had the Fowler Fitzgerald press conference. Loads of talk around that with Cheeseman. Cheeseman and Fowler are going at it on social media. I think they were fighting next. And it, from Cheeseman's point of view, it was good last week that I actually heard him at one point say, you know what? When I win this European, I'm going to go for world honours. Rather than looking behind him, he's kind of looking forward. I think that's where he, he needs to put his mindset like that. Like, I've got to win this to keep moving forward, not. Um, where's Anthony Fowler coming into the equation or Scott Fitzgerald? He needs to fucking focus because, as I say, Spanish boxing at the moment, this Garcia and um, and the main man came and they, they're putting it back on the map, you know. Both European champions, Garcia had to do it the hard way. Um, just like his namesake, Sergio Garcia had to do it the hard way. Mm. Uh, he's a tough kid. And, he, and he, listen, he won't be coming to Greenwich to give up this belt by any shadow of your imagination. And let's be honest, Cheeseman last time, last time out, looked great in spells against Byfield. And then 
that you were like, okay, end it now, end it now, end it now. And the next thing you know, Byfield's winning rounds from him. Mm. Cheeseman, <clears throat> for me, uh, in not getting Byfield out of there, showed me that he's, he's still a work in progress, still can be caught. And I think Garcia will have seen that. He's a lot more experienced. He's had a lot more fights. Um, and it, I'm like you. I think this could be tough. Mm. I, I think Cheeseman better be absolutely switched on. And if I'm a better man, and I am, um, I, I think Garcia's going to take the belt home. Long, though. I reckon points. I think, I think Garcia wins on points, yeah. Mm. I really do. Only because against Byfield, Cheeseman didn't have that finishing prowess that you need. And once you slow down like that, and once you get caught up, it's, as I say, this Garcia is a tough kid, absolutely mm. tough kid, and you know I think it's going to be hard. There's a couple of lads on the undercard there, Akoli and uh, and various others. Nobody's in an, an absolute screamer of a fight. Nothing really stands out there. No, I, I like the lights everyway. Jake Ball versus Craig Richards. Yeah, just because the they're spider. both matched the twelve and one against the thirteen and one. Um, I think they're throwing a WBA international title belt at that. Um, Scott Fitzgerald, I'm hearing, is definitely still on the bill, even though obviously he's got the fight with uh, Fowler with, with Fowler coming up. Unmatched at the moment. Let me just have a look because I got I got Matchroom to send me over the bill this morning. Um, actually, that said, Scott Fitzgerald's not on this card, so they maybe must have he's up them. They mm. must have pulled him. Sorry, yeah. Um, but I did. <clears throat> I've got the full lineup here. I'm no doubt they're going to release it later today, Monday. But I know Acoli's fighting Sean Miller. Yeah, who's a New Yorker. Um, they released that over. So Sean Miller's have a little look. Nineteen four and one, seven knockouts, thirty six. I think quite old. I think from Akoli's point of view, this is um, he's he, he didn't have the greatest of twenty eighteen, did he? He's had a couple of fights there where he's had stylistically, it's not looked pretty. And I think he's just got to be a little bit more cuter with his boxing. Yes, we know he's got the power; he can he can knock kids over. But when people want to rough him up, when people want to get close and shut that distance down, he didn't. He seemed to run out of ideas a little bit. And and I think it's now twenty nineteen a case of him showing that he's learnt how to negate that and use yeah how those massive long levers that he's got to his advantage, rather than getting himself in a bit of a mess. Yeah, and you know. You say he didn't have a great 2018. Obviously, that's based on the fact that I'm talking about his performance performances. Is it, listen, and yet he's, he's went, winning. He went three and zero against British rivals. He proved himself to be the number one cruiserweight in the country. Yeah, you know, if you just said at the start of last year, this year you're going to fight Isaac Chamberlain, Luke Watkins, and Matty Askin, and win both of them are going to be main events live on Sky, and the Askin fight's going to be co-main co- to uh, Anthony Joshua, and you're going to win them all and be the number one cruiserweight British champion and Commonwealth champion. He'd have fucking bit your hand off for it. Mm. But, but two of those fights were awful. They were awful. And that's exactly why, you know, looking at this, you think, after the year he's had on paper, fucking Akoli should be headlining this card on Saturday night. The reason he isn't, mm. and the reason he's not even co-main, I think, is Felix Cash against uh, Abdullajaj is, uh, is co-main. I didn't say that right at all. Easy for you to Rashid, say, well done, son. Uh, I think that's co-main. But I know Akoli's defending his WBA international belt as well. I think... A Coley, it could be the wake-up call he needs, a Coley, where he's a bit like, okay, I need to do a little bit of... I need to go away. I need to think about the way I'm boxing. Because he's talented. He's a super talented kid. His narrative's incredible. His backstory's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Everything about him you like. When you speak to him, he's a lovely kid. You want him to win. You want him to succeed. But when he gets in there, that, that 
punch and hold, punch and hold style that he's got is just makes it such hard work to mm. watch him. Mm. And I think this is, um, I think 2019 now is his time to kind of rebuild and come back as something a bit different. And this is the perfect opportunity. An American opponent that's obviously going to give him no respect. That hopefully he's going to come in and, and try and rattle his cage a little bit. And hopefully we'll see the best of Lawrence Coley. Mm. Otherwise, we're going to get another 12 round stinker mm. and he's going to see himself slip even further down matchroom cards. Mm. Um, so there you have it. Um, hang on, I've just got a text here. This is, uh, oh yeah, it's Vince McMahon. It's on. WrestleMania. <laughs> WrestleMania, it's happening. Anthony Joshua's taking on Thunderlips. Keep your eyes on that. The Rock's going to join the fight as well, I'm led to believe. There you go. A three-way tag man or whatever that means. Um, anyway, keep your eyes open for announcements this week regarding fights that are uh, that are due uh, to drop. Um, they did make an announcement at Wembley this morning. Is it the who? The who. <laughs> Yeah, I might get a ticket. I'd love to go. <laughs> Great. Um, there you go. Thank you very much for listening to us. If uh, this is the first time you've ever come across us, you can get us on iTunes. Get yourself all over there. Uh, Fight Disciples is what you're looking for. Fightdisciples.com for Android feeds. And we'll catch you next time. Titties for all. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.